0: Welcome back to another edition of Football 24-7. I'm Tone the second, and I'm here with the man the myth, the, man, the, myth, the legend, excuse me, John McMullen. John, how are you feeling this evening, sir? Uh,
1: yeah, uh, joint practice, joint evening practice, so it is what it is. It's a little bit strange. Uh, strange. It's a little bit of a strange time to do it, Tone, um, but uh, good team was here, uh, some good work, uh, a lot of injuries the good news for the eagles is that uh jason kelsey landed dickerson went down but both are fine uh nothing serious browns lost denzel ward miles garrett jack conklin so three really good players wow um garrett's fine i saw him after practice he had a foot injury uh but he's fine uh Denzel Ward uh was ill so he left and that was a shame because he and Devontae Smith were were dueling going back and forth one of the best corners in the game Devontae Smith that was a that was a fun little matchup between those two before Denzel left and then Conklin uh banged his head so he's in the concussion protocol so five really good players luckily no serious injuries but they all didn't finish the the practice. Jason Kelsey got hurt very late. It might have been the last player the second to last offensive play for the Eagles. So oh. it wasn't uh and he just got kicked. So he limped off scared some people but he's fine.
0: Okay. You guys, make sure you smash that like button. Make sure you guys continue to stay engaged in the content, like, comment, and subscribe. Also, if you guys want more analysis from John McMullen, check him out on JacobSports.com and check him out on SportsIllustrated.com as well si.com to be exact. Um, he does a lot of amazing work uh, as the Eagles insider for Jacob Sports. Now, uh, you know, John, you know, uh, I want to try to keep you know our conversation as poignant. And uh, brief as possible. I know I know that this is a late start for both of us. And I know you and I know you're essentially still down at the complex, you know, still trying to get some things done so you can write your stories. tonight. so I want to try to keep our conversation uh, as targeted as possible. Uh, You already uh, brought up some injury updates, so I'm not going to stay too much on that. Uh, You also brought up uh, how Devontae and Denzel Ward were dueling. You know, I want to get into that joint practice a little bit. You know, who, who were some standouts on the offensive side of the ball for the Philadelphia Eagles? Who were some standouts on defense? And then eventually I'm going to get into the uh, one-on-ones, seven-on-sevens, and 11 on
1: Well, I think, you know, it was kind of a, um, you know, I was asking a bunch of the reporters, you know, who, who would they crown the champion, so to speak. We always have those joint practice champions. And it was really, you know, it was a consensus draw, two really good rosters uh, going back and forth. And then you, you, you kind of push them and say, yeah, take draw off the table. Who would you have to pick? And most gave the slight edge to Cleveland, which I would as well. Very slight, 51 49 on the scorecard. Oh, wow. Um, so it was that close. It was that nip and tuck. I, I just a, thought.
0: A coin flip day, basically.
1: Yeah, coin flip day. Uh, the Browns' pass rush really affected the Eagles, which is a, a surprise. Not that from that perspective, I mean, you know, Miles Garrett is a great, great player. And he uh, he gave Jordan Milana some significant headaches before he left. Um, and they now have Zedarius Smith as well. Uh, he got a sack early in the practice. So I was a little bit surprised how good the Browns' pass rush is uh was today uh, even though they do have uh some really good players the eagles have a tremendous offensive line so you know first time seeing them uh maybe they get used to it and they improve uh tomorrow you know offensively i think the best thing the eagles had going was dallas goddard cleveland did not have an answer to him uh for him um Every time they went for Dallas uh, to Dallas, got it was it basic, It basically succeeded. Um, they tried. You know, remember these these practice sessions are, are scripted, and you're not game planning for the other team. So the Eagles. There was one point that stood out to me. They were trying to get the backs involved in the passing game. Three consecutive plays. They went ran a wheel route to DeAndre Swift. Didn't work. The Browns had it snipped out. Then they worked a bubble screen The Swift. Didn't work. Got about three or four yards. And then they threw a conventional screen to Kenny Gainwell. Maybe got four or five yards. So that didn't work either. Uh, the Browns were, were on top of that kind of stuff. Um, defensively, I thought um, the Eagles also. I think the defense – for both sides, one, against mm. the other team's offense. Got it. Um, Amari Cooper, number of drops, so that helps because uh, he's a still a very good receiver, tremendous route runner, uh, was open a couple times, just dropped the football. That's been an issue with him throughout his career. Um, so he had some uh, difficulties there. Probably the worst play for the Eagles. Defensively, uh, was uh, Anthony Swartz, who is essentially their Quez Watkins. He can run by anybody. Uh, and he ran by James Bradbury, and Terrell Edmonds was supposed to give the help, and he ran by him even quicker uh, for a long touchdown from Deshaun Watson. So um, that was probably the biggest play of the day. And then from the Eagles' offensive perspective, as I mentioned, Goddard. And then Devontae, he intends at Ward early. The first seven-on-seven seven period, Ward was all over uh, Devontae Smith on a deep ball and, and picked it off from Jalen Hurts. And then later, um, it was a crossing pattern, and, and Devontae kind of split Ward, and, and the safety help was Grant Delpit, Um and he got there late, and, and so Devontae got him back. It was a nice give and take between two really good players. Um, and, and, and the same thing with, with Garrett Milata was the other interesting uh, matchup, but Garrett definitely got the best of that one, uh, unfortunately, for the Eagles. And Jordan Milata by the way, has tremendous, tremendous respect for Miles Garrett, as he should. And uh, you know that might be the best edge rusher in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. You know, I, I'm of the mindset that you know Miles Garrett, he's a future Hall of Famer if he continues to, continues on the pace that he's already on. Um, you know, I'm I'm thinking about this Eagles offense. Uh, you said something that was interesting the uh, the interception that was uh, the pass that was meant for Devontae that led to an interception. Uh, was that more so better Denzel Ward or bad ball by Jalen Hurts?
1: More Denzel Ward. He was, was, you know, Jalen was trying to give Devontae a chance, and and Ward just had him smothered, uh, and he came up with the football. So um, it's one of those things you're going to – you can't really fault uh, Jalen Hurts for giving uh, A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith opportunities. That usually works out pretty well. But again, we talk about Miles Garrett, you know, Denzel Ward's a top 10 corner in this league. So there aren't many corners that can make that type of play. Um, and that's why it's good to get these joint practices. And why I've said these two days are probably the most important days of the summer for the 2023 Eagles. I mentioned that on Birth 365, more so than the Colts who come in. But the Colts aren't nearly as talented. The, the, the Browns have legit talent on the offensive line, defensive line, corner with Ward, uh, some good receivers. Nick Chubb, maybe the best running back in the NFL. So, And obviously Deshaun Watson, uh, who, who, you know, I, I would say neither uh, Deshaun or, or Jalen had a really, really sharp day. And that's why you know I think both defenses kind of won the day. You
0: know, we spoke about that Cleveland defense and uh, guys like Denzel Ward making plays. I want to talk about that Eagles defense, right? Who on that? Who on the Eagles uh, defensive side of the ball uh, gave Deshaun Watson some trouble today?
1: Uh, Josh Sweat uh, had had a couple sacks. Um, uh, Jalen Carter uh, really uh, sort of bulldozed uh, Joel DeTonio is one of the best guards in the NFL on one occasion. So Deshaun was feeling the pass rush as well from the other side. Um, and, and then there was a, a, a tip, I believe, from Zach Cunningham, got, who's very long frame for a linebacker, uh, got his hand on the football Reed blankenship was able to get an interception uh, from the Eagles' perspective. Uh, Nick Morrow started with Nicobe Dean at linebacker, but uh, Ellis mixed in with the first team. And then at safety, um, we talked about it started with Reed Blankenship and Terrell Edmonds, but Cindy Brown did mix in, so maybe they've started that. Kayvon Wallace as well. And a lot of big nickel, a lot of three safeties with um, Terrell Edmonds playing linebacker. Um, And then it was either Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown or Reed Blankenship and Kayvon Wallace. So a lot of mixing and matching um, by Sean Desai as he continues to try to figure out what he has. And also Jalen Carter played outside as well. So he played inside and outside on the defensive line. So um, he's trying to – yeah, that started a few days ago he's throwing the kitchen sink out there and trying to figure out what what's, what's going to work the
0: best so they had carter f5 technique
1: yeah i mean he was even further i mean you know it's tough to tell at practice without but it was it was it was more like seven um it he, he was essentially a defensive end at one point so and that's the first time i've seen that uh, where he's kicked him outside they'll do it occasionally they do right. it a, a, with Hassan Reddick. They'll kick him inside occasionally. Don't expect to see it a lot, but that's the first time um, I saw it, so I think it's pretty noteworthy because it's it's a young player as well, and you don't generally want to put too much on, on their plates, but um, it's very talented, so they're going to try to take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, at times I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think they've done similar things with Brendan Graham as well. Depending on the oh yeah, you know, Brandon, on the front, yeah,
1: Brandon always kicks inside. As for years, yeah, um, he,
0: he's a bigger body. He's he's a he's a, a a burly guy, big body. Not the tallest, doesn't have the much the most length, but he's a, he's a pretty big body. I always compare him and Milton Williams. You know, those guys are kind of tweeners at their position.
1: Yeah, Brandon's extremely. Uh, you're right. He's short, but he's powerful. Um, and he can kick inside as a pass rusher. And the and Eagles didn't do it as much last year because they didn't have to. But he's done that. He's done that for years.
0: Okay. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Cindy Brown. You know, they're beginning to mix and match him. Uh, he's, he, You know, he, he's starting to earn some favor on this defense. I know there was a point in time where he was only pretty much getting second team reps. If that, most of the time he was he's spending time on the third team. But, you yeah. know, after that Eagles-Ravens preseason game where he came in and and I don't really pay too much attention to stats in the preseason, nor do I pay attention to the scoreboard. It's not really relevant. But for a guy, a rookie, to come in and have nine solo tackles, not assisted, nine solo tackles in the second half alone, that's pretty impressive. Is it fair to say that he's beginning to earn some favor uh, amongst on the and Matt Patricia and those guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, he you know he played so well, and you're right. You can't put too much into the preseason, especially against second, third team players. You got to put right. that context on it. But his athleticism and you can tell just watching him and anybody watch the game, he's just got a different level of burst and and, and closing speed and range than any other safety they have. Uh, the problem with Sydney has been that. You know, and he admits it himself. He plays a million miles an hour, so sometimes you have to have that damper sort of pedal um, and understand. You know, people will take advantage of that. And Kenny Gainwell, I did it in practice once. He, you know, Sydney was had it snipped out a running play. I mentioned this on the show, and Kenny's like, "All right, he's coming right at me. I'm just going to duck inside." He got an easy touchdown because Sydney mm. was just. You know, full, yeah, full board yeah. just ran himself out of the play. So,
0: but, but, but um, but the other thing that's that's something you can kind of iron out, right? You know, again, he he's a rookie, so that's something you could pretty much you expect things like you expect those kind of things, right? I mean, Nolan Smith was another guy who kind of was you know playing at a thousand miles per hour in their preseason game as well. So these young guys are going to go through those growing pains, right?
1: Yeah, and that's what I've been arguing pretty much since the preseason game. I think the Eagles should and and. Because Jim, Jim Schwartz was here coming back to Philadelphia. You know, he's the one who coined the term for me, startup cost. And I think the Eagles should get them underway with Sidney Brown as soon as possible. Because if you look at their schedule, the soft part of the schedule is early. Those mm. first five games where you can afford to make a, a mistake or two and still beat those types of teams – Whereas you know it probably starts with Aaron Rodgers in Week Six. Like, let's use that as an example. If you say, "Well, we don't want to start Cindy Week One," and then Aaron Rodgers shows up in Week Six, and you're saying, "We better get Cindy Brown on the field."
0: Yeah, that's not fair to him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's my whole point. You know, you can make a mistake against New England and and beat that team. You can right. make a mistake against Minnesota and outscore them. Because their defense isn't very yeah.
0: good. Tampa Bay, Washington, those guys have yeah. pretty pretty average, maybe below average uh, quarterbacks at the position. So if there, there won't be any better time to get Sidney Brown, Sidney Brown on that field. Yeah,
1: that that's my whole philosophy. It seems like the Eagles are getting to that point as well uh, because they're giving them the first team reps. Now, right now, Terrell, as I said, he started. He's still the starter. Um, and Kayvon's still ahead of him as well, but he's clearly getting closer and, and, and closer in their minds to, to being ready.
0: Okay. Uh, I, I mentioned Nolan Smith. Uh, what was his time like today uh, in this joint practice? Um, Did he uh, have a solid day? I know, I know he got a, a, a recorded sack. Uh, I, it's always funny how they record those things because I know they blew yeah. it was pretty well, early.
1: You know, oh. half of the time, to be honest with you, I mean, they could have blown about four or five more dead on Jalen hurts. You know, in practice it's, know sometimes they blow it dead sometimes they don't blow it dead right and by the way sometimes in a real game you know it looks like a sack and Jalen might get out of it and and extend the play so it works both ways of course yeah but they could have blown about four or five more sacks if they wanted to um the the Browns pass rush was pretty relentless um at least until Garrett left um I, I didn't notice Nolan that much today. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not necessarily a bad thing because you know you also notice bad plays. But understand these joint practices are are just it's like it's like ADD. It's like football ADD because you got things going on on three different fields. Mm. You got Wait, the so you
0: had to pick your field. So okay, I'm glad you said that. That's interesting because. You know, as a reporter, you had to pretty much pick your spots and where you want to focus, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you try to toggle. You know, it's generally – there's a portion of practice where the teams gather around. That's easy, where it's just first-team offense, first-team defense. But, you know, throughout most of it, it's the Eagles' offense um, um, on one field, the Browns' offense on another field. You might have special teams, you might have one on ones, you might have seven on sevens, um, all going on at the same time. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a partner. So we set, you know, he focuses on one thing, Ed Kratz, and I focus on another. Um, Yeah, it's impossible to see every play in these joint practices uh, because there's just too much going on. Uh, and they want to get as much in as possible.
0: All right. Sounds good, John. I want to definitely get you out of here as soon as possible. We're coming up on the 20 minute mark. Um I I do want to touch on that pre game just uh briefly. Uh you were on the post game, uh the other night uh with Mark Forzetta and uh Bill uh Colorulo. Uh you did an amazing job uh, you know, uh you know breaking down uh what you saw. Um, I want to talk about uh that running back position. Uh DeAndre Swift, you know, he came in for uh, I think a series or two and he he impressed pretty early. Uh, you know, I'm curious to know, based on what we've seen from DeAndre Swift, he had that 20 yard run where he shook the defender almost instantly, you know, uh, in the backfield and then took it took it upfield and lowered that shoulder and showed how physical he can be as well. Uh, based on what we saw, is there anything else that the Eagles may want to see from this guy? And also, do you think it's a possibility or maybe they should shelve DeAndre Swift, uh, you know, for the rest of the preseason, especially to make sure he's healthy enough for week one and beyond?
1: Well, I, I don't think he's in the deference category, as I call it. Ah, uh, uh, not quite. I, I, you know, and Nick kind of explained this. I, in fact, I thought Kenny Gainwell was in that category because they didn't play him in, in in Baltimore. Uh, but it turns out that, and I don't know if I believe him or not. I'll tell you in a couple of days, probably. But right. Um, he said he wanted to make that – he said running back is a position where you got to see guys get tackled. you got to get them involved. Yeah. Um, and he started with uh, DeAndre and Rashad Penny. And in the case of Penny, it's, he said it was because, you know, he hasn't played since October of last year because of the injury. So he wanted to get him back in the mix. And he said Kenny gamewell and Boston Scott are going to get some time against Cleveland in a preseason game. So if they do – we know um, Nick's telling the truth. If they don't, then you know you was you can call shenanigans. And Kenny's Kenny's the guy. But um, and I, I, you know, the two guys you can say emphatically that are going to be a part of this offense from the backfield are are Kenny Gainwell and DeAndre Swift. Just a matter of who's where, who's doing what, um, and if somebody else is involved, whether it's Penny or more likely Trey Sermon. Boston Scott's sort of going to be that third or fourth running back. Um, But it's, you know, they're, they're the two guys you know that are going to be here and that are going to be involved. But I keep saying it in high leverage situations. And Jody asked me, what's a high-leverage situation? Red zone. Hurry up. You're behind. Backed up. You're at your two-yard line. In all those situations, Kenny Gainwell's got the first team reps. Mm. A touch of luck. Yeah. So, you know, they might go. But, you know, if it's first and second down in the middle of the field, it might be swift. And – well, we'll just have to see how that shakes out.
0: All right. I want to uh, clean close this out on this question, and then I want to uh, get into what's coming up next for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, N'Kobe Dean, um, you know, he was back on the practice field uh, prior to the Ravens game. Uh, he didn't play, um, but I want to ask you this. Do you think there's a chance he may, he may play in this Cleveland matchup? I, 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 would, I would like to think that him getting some, uh, some game reps would uh, be beneficial to him.
1: Yeah, you would think, but I, you know, the Eagles are so light at linebacker. I I think he might be in the deference category simply because they can't afford to lose him. And Mm -hmm. they already saw him go down uh, with the ankle and miss essentially four days. He, you know, he was able to work in individuals uh, at the start of that injury. That's where he got hurt. And then on the back end, but, as far as team drills, he missed four consecutive days before he was able to come back. So they've already gotten a little bit of a taste of life without him, and I don't think they like it. Um, so they might put him in shrink wrap for that reason. You know, I was trying to figure out – I'll give you an example. I was trying to figure out why Alameda's Zacchaeus didn't play in Baltimore. And I think it was Chris Chris Franklin who pointed out, well – You know, they knew Covey and Quez Watkins both had hamstring injuries. They weren't going to be able to go against Cleveland. Um, And they didn't. Uh, They were both outs. And that means Olamide had to be with the first team. So that's probably why they held him out. But he's not a a deference player, in other words. They held him out for a reason. I think they would hold out N'Kobe for a reason. They like, and the reason is they like depth at that position.
0: Okay, I want to sneak one last one in on you, John. Uh, you can be as quick or concise as you would like. Um, that Eagles Ravens game, I was pretty impressed with the defensive backs in terms of the in terms of their communication and just they looked they looked pretty cohesive back there. Um, w- what was your evaluation of the of the DBs? That's you know all the corners, all those guys like Keeley Ringo, Eli Ricks, Makai um, Maka Gardner. Um, you know, obviously, we talked about Sydney Brown, uh, Kevon Wallace, uh, Justin Evans, all those guys. What was your evaluation of the defensive backroom in that game in some live game action? How, how did you feel about their communication and their ability and their ability to pass off guys, which is, you know, common in that big fangio type scheme?
1: Yeah, I can't really make a grandiose declaration simply because Josh Johnson started the game and Josh Johnson is not going to threaten you. Got it. Um, and when Tyler Huntley was in the game, they sort of did it the opposite way to try to win the game. He, he chopped them up pretty effectively. Um, so, you know, if Lamar Jackson's out there, uh, but, you know, the Eagles, you know, Slay wasn't out there. Bradbury wasn't out there. Maddox wasn't out there. Reed wasn't out there. So their top guys weren't out there either. Um, but as far you know, it's not a bad thing, as I said. People got excited about Eli Ricks. It's not a bad thing, but he he got a pick six uh, against a fourteen quarterback telegraphing a play. I mean, it's never a bad thing, but for those who think he made the team, the Eagles understand that, and there are guys ahead of him. Right, um, and it's you know he faces a tough numbers game, but it was good to see him get some confidence and and things like that. It helps players, but. Yeah, you got to be careful with those preseason games when it comes and understand who's on the other side. And, you know, if you do that against Lamar Jackson um, or you do that against Deshaun Watson, throw into Amari Cooper, then you say, Woof. But that's, that's not the case in preseason these days.
0: Yeah, you know, ultimately all you can do is really just take advantage of the opportunities you're given, make the most of them, and um, the chips will fall where they may at the end of the day. Sometimes it's just a numbers game. Uh, so, John, uh, before we get out of here, uh, what's upcoming uh, for you um, on jkfsports.com? What's coming up for you on ss.com? Also, what's coming up for these Philadelphia Eagles? When's the next joint practice? And um, you know, can you just you know give us a rundown of uh, what's coming up for you and these Philadelphia Eagles?
1: Well, the joint practice is tomorrow at 5 o'clock again. We'll back be to back, backs. okay. We'll see, yeah, we'll see who uh, practices. The Eagles have made it very clear that If Jason Kelsey isn't out there, if Landon Dickerson isn't out there, it's just as a precaution. Uh, They're not serious injuries. Um, And that will indicate, you know, if they're not practicing, they're not playing on Thursday. So the game is Thursday night, uh, obviously, at Lincoln Financial Field with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, A lot of people back, Jim Swartz. We mentioned Rodney McLeod's back. Uh, Andrew Berry's back, saw him and Howie Roseman having a get together. Um, a lot of reunions, uh, a lot of fun when you have these joint practices, little mini conventions uh, between the two organizations.
0: Okay. But well, there you have it, you guys. John, as always, I appreciate you for always making time for me and making time for Jacob Sports and Football 24-7. You guys, make sure you continue to smash that like button. Make sure you guys continue to comment below if you're watching this during the live stream, if you're watching this after the fact. If you can't catch us live, it's all good. The content is there for you on the Jacob Sports YouTube, ch- YouTube channel. Just continue to smash that like button. Also, make sure you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel as well. If you guys want more from John McMullen, if you're an avid reader of his content, Check them out on si.com, and most importantly, check them out on JacobSports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B Sports.com. You guys were locked in on football 24/7 on Jacob Sports. I'm Tone the II. the second. He's John McMullen. I'm right out of here. Peace out, you guys. really